I don't think he's going to lose any support. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's either Obama or John McCain. So we really don't have much of a choice. Uh, two additional brigades, uh, perhaps three. They need at least three additional brigades. I think that the surge has succeeded. I think that what's happening there now is we're succeeding. These phone companies' immunity. The immunity to those telecommunications corporations. Our president, I'm not going to take off the embargo. The embargo must stay in place. I'm against the single payer. I never said that we should try to go ahead and get single payer. You lift the moratorium on offshore uh, exploration. Increased domestic oil exploration certainly has its place. The Revolutionary Guard as a terrorist organization. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard, who Quds forces have rightly been labeled a terrorist organization. It's a free market approach. I believe in the free market. I believe in free trade. I believe in free trade. I view Iran as still a great threat. Iran is a great threat. Nuclear power must be part of any equation. We should explore uh, nuclear power as part of the energy mix. We not only can't withdraw. I, I've never said that uh, troops should be withdrawn. We must increase the size of our military. We need to increase the size of our military. Getting out of Iraq, cutting the bloated, wasteful military budget. <laughs> It was unconstitutional war, it violated international law. Go back to the 1967 borders. Abolition of nuclear weapons. Single-payer national health insurance. Expand the task force in the Justice Department on corporate crime, fraud, and abuse. We say no to nuclear power, solar energy first. Six-month deadline of withdrawal of all military and corporate forces from Iraq. Living wage, why don't they come out for 10 bucks? The most impeachable, multiply impeachable presidency in American history should be impeached. Across the board amnesty for nonviolent drug offenders. Imagine that one on the presidential page. The moderators will flip back in their chairs when they hear that one. Uh oh. I have uh, agreed with President Bush far more than I have disagreed. The only bills that I voted for, for the most part, uh, since I've been in the Senate, were introduced by Republicans or George Bush. I don't really know what democracy is. I don't believe that we've lived in a democracy um, for much of my lifetime. So it's, it's really hard to have a good example of what or how it's supposed to work when it's been corrupted and, and co-opted for as far back as I can remember. Well, indeed. And also you have to look at the reality of voting, which is that we have roughly 300 million people in the country. Roughly half of that many people are registered to vote. Roughly half of that amount actually vote. And what percentage of those people are informed and actually voting on things they know something about? It goes back to, it begs the question again, not to cut you off, brother, but even if you elected somebody like a Nader, what's going to happen? He's going to be in a, in, a, in a Congress or working with a Congress that is red and blue with a handful of independents thrown in. I mean, we can't get anything passed for the people. And since there are no term limits on these people, you're, you're fundamentally just waiting for them to die or for an independent to be elected in a state where it's never happened before. So what is the solution to the problem? I mean, do we unanimously get the entire uh, people to, to vote out everybody that is currently seated in Congress along with the president and, and vote in somebody new? And that's a good point. In Ralph Nader's DVD, An Unreasonable Man, there's a part in it where the question is asked of all these people, what kind of a president would Ralph Nader be? And Bill Maher's first response is a dead one, because he believes that Ralph Nader would be assassinated. 
But then he goes on to say he is the right man for the job, but that there's all these other sharks in the water. And I think that most likely what would happen if a third-party candidate like Ralph Nader were elected is it would be an immediate stalling of the process. I think Congress would shut down. But the question I have for that is, what's the difference between that and now? And secondarily is, if he were not assassinated, if somehow we were kept alive, what we would see is is all these people who have no longer been fulfilling their roles as representatives, they would become marginalized because people would finally feel like they had someone speaking for them. Definitely, there's nobody other than, than a Ralph Nader out there who is actually running on a platform that's filled with issues that actually matter to all of us, regardless of where you fall religiously, politically. He's talking to you and me. And the only people he's not really speaking for are corporations which have the ability to let us hear them whether we like it or not. Madrid mentioned uh, dead people voting, an example of our broken system. I would uh, also point out that we've actually had dead people voted for. The Electoral College, there are a number of things that are preventing us from actually doing the simple task of voting for someone that represents us. So much stuff gets thrown in to muddy that process, gets so distorted. And there's arguments for and against the Electoral College. I've long been uh, anti-Electoral College. But there are good points to it. It tries to disperse democracy evenly between rural and metropolitan areas so that farmers and people in the South that don't live in populated areas, they have an equal say to those of us who live in, in more uh, urban areas. So I think there's something to be said for that. I'm not completely uh, resolved on it. But I think that's probably the only thing about it. Otherwise, it's a complete distortion of what we're trying to do. Anybody have anything to say on the electoral college? I think it's time has come and gone. I've never really understood it. I've had it explained to me ever since I was a little kid, and it's never really made sense. Debbie Russell, the native for president, Texas state coordinator, and the daughter of an Exxon executive, finally explained to me what the hell the electoral college is. You don't win the presidency by getting the most votes. No, that'd be way too logical. You win by getting the most electoral votes. Back in them Wild West days, <laughs> with no CNN or C-SPAN, people had a hard time learning about candidates outside their own states. The Founding Fathers thought folk would be too inclined to choose a local boy, a favorite son, rather than the best man for the job. So the fathers had voters choose electors who would learn about the candidates and make the decision for them. In other words, Elector Debbie checks out Abraham Lincoln, decides he's her man, and Lucretia thinks, oh, well, if Debbie says Mr. Lincoln is an honest man, then that's all right by me. And Lucretia votes for Debbie, who votes for Honest Abe. Of course, um, Lucretia and Debbie can't actually vote until 1920, but why do we still have this antiquated system? Well, why don't we all drive solar-powered cars? Why aren't we on the metric system? Why is George W. Bush president? Don't ask me. I just live here. Anyway, each state gets a certain number of electoral votes. California gets 55. Texas gets 34. Kansas gets 6. Montana gets 3. 35 of the 50 states are considered slam-dunk states, meaning they traditionally vote for a certain party. Democratic states are blue. Republican are red. More states are red, but blue states like New York and California have bigger populations. Fifteen states, 
Wisconsin, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Ohio, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Nevada, Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan, Iowa, Florida, Colorado, and Arkansas are up for grabs, and they're called swing states. And those are the states where the Republicans and Democrats will invest all their time and money and annoy the hell out of the locals who will probably stay home just to spite these two obnoxious prima donnas. Or heck, they may even vote for... Ralph Nader! I think it's another way in which we add another layer of complexity uh, and difficulty into our election process. I would like to see it go away. But then again, I'd like to see term limits, and everybody tells me that that's such a bad idea because nothing would ever get accomplished, and my retort is, and so much is being done now. It's so frustrating and so tiresome that eventually you just want to throw your hands up in the air and say, you know, uh, whatever. And, I mean, it's almost as though that's what they're waiting for, for people just to stop caring. I'm not sure that we're even in a party system. It's an economic system. If we want to change things, we have to change it economically. Once we show with our wallets and our ability to be autonomous from major corporation, that changes how they're going to try to manipulate politics to meet their ends. And unfortunately, the means to bring that about is going to be something that's going to be like civil unrest and economic unrest. And unfortunately, that some, a lot of times that feeds directly into what they're playing. The party system is Don King putting up Mike Tyson and also putting up another fighter to fight him. Everyone's rooting for Mike Tyson. Everyone's rooting for the other guy, the underdog. But really, Don King's getting all the money at that show. And that's what's going on right now. And we got to say, we don't want Don King anymore. We'd rather see these guys fight on YouTube than pay $50 to see them on pay-per-view. I'd rather go see them fight out in the alley. That's where the politics have to go. It has to go to the point where we, don't, we no longer want to support these businesses. And... That's only going to happen when people get a good, concise view of how corporations are manipulating both parties and all the people involved. And it's outside of just our United States. They manipulate all kinds of countries, any developed economic country, and even the undeveloped ones. The corporations are the ones like GE, who's like one of our biggest military contractors, along with everything else, who rules half the TV system, that shows us what we're supposed to think or not think. These are the people who help define politics, but they're also just Don King. A democracy definitely is not led by corporations and money. It's for the people and by the people. Dave pointed out an excellent analogy with that, and that Whatever we elect to represent us is representing money and not people who elected them in the first place. I think democracy is easily corrupted and has really taken a dive over quite a few years. I, I think that America is very young, and I'm sure everybody remembers what happened to Rome. They collapsed under their own uh, quote-unquote civilization. I think we're due for a do for a do for a do Men of goodwill and generosity should be able to unite regardless of party or politics. This is not even a legal or legislative issue alone. It is better to settle these matters in the courts than on the streets. And new laws are needed at every level. But law alone cannot make men see right. right, right, right. 
treat our fellow Americans as we want to be treated. And this nation, for all its hopes and all its boasts, will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. The fires of frustration and discord are burning in every city, north and south, where legal remedies are not at hand. Redress is sought in the streets, in demonstrations, parades, and protests. Every man, every man, is my brother. Is my brother. Little big horn, little big horn. Granada, Hawkeye, little California, hold your fire. I have a dream. You who gave me my first name. You, Pawnee, Apache, you, Cherokee Nation, who rested with me. Live out the true meaning of the tree. Then forced on bloody feet, left me. 
to the employment of other sneakers, desperate for gain, starving for gold. History, despite its wrenching pain, cannot be unlived, but if faith with courage need not be lived again. In the midst of untruth, truth persists. Lift up your eyes upon this day breaking for you. Give birth again to the dream. They tell us, sir, we are weak. Unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when shall we be strong? Will it be the next week or the next year? We shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant. The active. You may have the grace to look up and out and into your sister's eyes and into your brother's face, your country, and say simply, very simply, with hope, good morning. The idea of our um, democracy is based on the idea of freedom. I, I have something that I've written about the idea of freedom, which demonstrates my feeling about our democracy. It starts with a quote by Andre Geep, which is, Believe those who are seeking the truth, and doubt those who find it. What is freedom? I believe I've devised a pretty accurate scenario to describe the idea. To determine freedom, we'll take a multiple-choice quiz. What is freedom? A, the ability to do as we please. B, the absence of moral obligation. C, the absence of political restriction, or D, all of the above. And if you say A, the ability to do as we please seems to be the standard idea for freedom. No constraints. We cannot do as we please, but we can do as we please. If we could, I could just use my pencil and just do a Joe Pesci on somebody who makes me mad and add a couple little, you know, neck holes in them, do the tracheotomy on them, because they get on my nerves. In fact, we usually deem this doing as we please more often than not an attempt to make other people subjugate to our will, thereby limiting freedom to everyone around us. We also can't shout fire in a movie theater as much as some movies should be burned down for the sheer will of those who had to suffer through them. So we have freedom to do as we please, and you might be correct if you picked A. And if you say it's B, the absence of moral ob obligation, many people claim that you have freedom there because you can pick your sexual partner, your spiritual beliefs, your verbal diarrhea, you can choose to put in yourself alcohol, drugs, whatever, because moralities are out there. And though a thing was wrong because it was moral, you know, rock and roll is that great example. The early church and, and one of our largest still moral watchdogs would love to bash rock as the devil's music, forgetting that the hymns of the 1920s were set up to the bar tunes and taverns so as to help unbelievers follow the tune. Now fast forward to now. Many faith institutions realize that music is a vehicle, not a message in and of itself. So while we didn't have the freedom to rock in church then, people do now. And if you're a church-going type, check it out. They almost get it. If we remove moral restrictions, say on sexuality, which most people have, there are still freedoms we won't allow. Say pedophilia, the act of an adult having sex with a minor, for example. If we reject moral obligation, then what is wrong with a consenting 15-year-old having sexual relationship with a 45-year-old man? The obvious answer is so many fucking things wrong, we can't list them all here and talk about them now. So a lack of moral restrictions is not exactly freedom, 
because it tells us laws based on morality are biased. Well, laws regarding murder and manslaughter were devised from things like the morality of thou shalt not kill. So a lack of morals doesn't necessarily provide freedom, yet if you select B as your answer, you're still correct. Now, be patient, guys. This, the third option, C, the absence of political restriction is the obvious choice. This, of course, is our British brothers and sisters punk rock anthem, Anarchy. The idea of anarchy lends itself to a free-for-all state, in other words, no government, and it becomes an issue of the survival of the fittest. And this is not a freedom. Instead, it's eventually develops to the atmosphere of dictatorship by might. And if someone does not, if someone does something you don't like, bash them. Do what you want. And if they have what they want, take it. There isn't freedom here; merely a new, more cathartic set of rules. So if you pick C, you're right and wrong, just like all the other options. And you can say it's D, all of the above. But the trick here is that freedom is what I've seen political groups doing. Which is freedom is the ability to do as we please, the absence of moral obligation. It's all of those because it's actually a trick question. You can only answer the questions if you pick one of the options. If you had freedom to take the quiz, you have to follow through by picking one of the answers. Otherwise, you don't have that freedom, and that is where our political system is. We're allowed to have the choices out there, and that's how we enjoy our freedom. We don't enjoy the American freedom in another country. If you go down to Mexico, see how your freedom gets you, how far it gets you there. If you get in trouble, you're limited to where you're going to have it. And the problem here is that we all have to choose what chain we want to put around our necks to have that freedom. We can be chained to this system, and we can be chained to capitalism, and we can we can choose those options, or we can choose. Eventually, and where I see us headed, as we're going to take this quiz, crumple it up, and shove it down the throat of the people who've been handing it to us and giving us our number two pencils. And unfortunately, too many of us have decided that the freedom we want is the freedom that they'll offer us, and the, and eventually they're just going to put another little A B C D E. They'll add another one for us and another one for us so that we think that we're getting more freedom, that we're getting more political options, but in the end. We're still taking a multiple choice quiz where someone else has provided the answers, no matter how diverse or how interesting, to meet an end that's a more financial than political one, and that's the problem that I see occurring again and again. They were digging a new foundation in Manhattan, and they discovered a slave cemetery there. May their souls rest easy now that lynching is frowned upon. We've moved on to the electric chair. And I wonder who's gonna be president, Tweedledum or Tweedledumer, and who's gonna have the big blockbuster box office this summer? How about we put up a wall between the houses and the highway, and then you can go your way and I can go my way. Except all the radios agree with all the TVs, and the magazines agree with all the radios. I should put a bucket over my head and a marshmallow in each ear and stumble around for another dumb dumb week for another humdrum hit song to appear.
people used to make records as in a record of an event the event of people playing music in a room now everything is cross-marketing it's about sunglasses and shoes or guns and drugs you choose we got it rehashed we got it half-assed we're digging up all the graves and we're spitting on the past and we can choose between the colors of the lipstick on the whores because we know the difference between the font of 20 percent more and the font of teriyaki you tell me how does it make you feel You tell me what's real. And they say that alcoholics are always alcoholics, even when they're dry as my lips for years, even when they're stranded on a small desert island with no place in 2,000 miles to buy beer. And I wonder, is he different? Is he different? Has he changed what he's about? Or is he just a liar? With nothing to lie about Am I headed for the same brick wall? Is there anything I can do about anything at all Except go back to that corner in Manhattan And dig deeper, dig deeper this time Down beneath the impossible pain of our history Beneath unknown bones, beneath the bedrock of the mystery Beneath the sewage system and the path train Beneath the cobblestones and the water main Beneath the traffic of friendships and street deals Beneath the screeching of kamikaze cab wheels Beneath everything I can think of to think about Beneath it all, beneath all, get out Beneath the good and the kind and the stupid and the cruel There's a fire that's just waiting for fuel There's a fire 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 just waiting